0: videos is Russ feel you know that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year <sighs> hello and welcome to the Emerald City video podcast I know it's been a while but as we walk you down this latest new release wall your video store guys Russ and Zach are going to be talking to you today about the death of Superman
1: yeah we're, we're just about to close so can you make your pick right now okay. yeah <laughs> Uh, also would you like some direct uh, would you like direct TV with this uh with this purchase? That's Blockbuster. <laughs> Sorry, we've been talking about Blockbuster like all day. So Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it probably like probably tomorrow or the next day we should do a special episode that just deals like catches up on some of the madness that's been going on in the yeah. entertainment industry lately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For tonight we got to stay focused because it's, it's already late at night. Yep. But uh, yeah, uh, The Death of Superman is yet another of these animated DC Universe features. Uh, I think the last one that Zach and I talked about was Gotham by Gaslight, mm-hmm. which is like an alternate history Batman that takes place in the Victorian times. Yes. This one is a lot more straightforward. The Death of Superman is, as the name implies, about a story where Superman dies. Yes. Uh, if you've seen... Pretty much any Superman media in the last 25 years, you've probably seen some version of The Death of Superman because it was the most popular Superman story in God knows how long and has therefore been adapted or at least borrowed heavily from many times.
1: Uh, because, you know, you know, the one thing that the entertainment industry likes to do is when they have a successful idea is they want to beat it to death.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, so elements of this story appeared in Batman v. Superman Dawn of Justice, which we've talked about briefly here. Yep. Uh, also <laughs> in uh, Superman Doomsday, which is the first, actually, of these DC Universe animated films. Uh, Superman Doomsday was a much looser adaptation. It did deal heavily with the death of Superman, but in that story, they also decided to revive him within the same movie. hmm and so it was a very different movie. And uh, this one is uh, this one is notable because while there are a lot of kind of wide variances from the comics of the 90s, this is much more similar to the source material than anything else that we've seen so far. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be doubled down on next year because this is getting a sequel called Reign of the Superman, which cool. deals with... Uh, the aftermath of Superman's death and four people who all show up claiming to be the, to be him. Yeah. So yeah, uh, don't think we really need a plot synopsis, uh, but, <laughs> but the basic gist of this movie is uh, Superman is dealing with relationship struggles with Lois while the justice league gets a signal to go to, I don't think they tell you exactly where, but there's yeah. there's a, a crashed meteor and a monster pops out of it and wreaks some havoc in uh, Atlantis and then comes on onto land and just tears through the Justice League until Superman finally comes to fight it. Uh, they fight for like probably he was on a,
1: was on a date night thing. So it yeah. was very, very important.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Although it is one of those things where they they do a pretty decent job of being like it's really fine. It's a monster. We'll go get, yeah. we'll go get we'll go get it.
1: Yeah, yeah, at first, but it was like it's very I think it's very quickly clear that oh, yeah. it's not just another monster that's oh well they're, you know, doing, you know, and that there's no one, you know, no one at the desk at uh, Justice League going, "Uh yeah, no, everyone's getting their ass handed to them. Uh yeah. soups, whatever you're doing, yeah, it's got to it's you you got to get out there like right now."
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, then there's like 20 minutes of Superman and Doomsday fighting until they both die. Yep. And then a little bit of Danielaunt where we get to see kind of what happens to the world after Superman's death mm-hmm. and sets up the uh, the sequel. But yeah. I guess first of all, Zach, uh, what did you think?
1: I liked it. I liked it more than I thought I would. Um, I The few... The few of these types of things that I've seen, I've been kind of unimpressed. I mean, uh, other than Gotham by Gaslight, I love mm-hmm. that. Um, but again, that was, you know, so it was just a completely different thing than yeah. drawing from the comic book. I mean, one of the problems is, is that with any of these stories that, and especially, you know, the death of Superman. I mean, it's it's the story that got me into comics. You know, it's the story that, you know, at the height of my liking comic books i read and so it's any time that they take a story and again you know i mean this is this is kind of my main problem with um with uh batman versus uh yeah yeah batman versus superman um which i didn't have a lot of problems with but the like the one issue that i had i'm like why did they like they took this storyline and they didn't do it you know like i want it I want, basically, I want Jurgens' story. It's like, I want, I want it like it was in the comics. You know, it's like my, one of the very few like Uber comic book fan sort of things they do. And I'm totally not like that type of person usually, but I'm just like, no, I just want it like it was, um, like I have a remembrance of, and honestly, I was realizing as I'm watching this, I'm like, wait, did that happen? Like, it's been so long. I'm going to have to sit down and reread, uh, reread, uh, the run again, uh, because (laughs) yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean i think i read it again um in the late 90s but i i don't think i've read it since then sadly um but uh i like i said i i liked it i mean it was it's it's well it's well produced i like the animation style um and uh you know it's not it's not cheaply done like a lot of these kind of yeah. like a lot, a lot of these have a feeling of doing like we're really like oh this is a this is a deep straight to dvd money grab sort of feel like this was, it had a style uh, stuck with it and uh, the writing was, was pretty good. Um, I mean, I think that it, it actually with the writing. I mean, like there's some pro I think there's some problems with the writings and the jokes and things like that, but it's, it's comic book, you know I mean? Like, it's yeah. not, it's not like the film, like you expect in a, in Batman versus Superman, or you expect in, in the Avengers, you expect a very different level of dialogue. This was, extraordinarily comic book um which is which is something i like um but yeah that's my short 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 version at least (laughs) uh
0: what's really funny is that the guy who wrote the screenplay for this is peter j tomasi uh pete tomasi Mm -hmm. just recently finished a run on superman in the comics
1: Uh,
0: he was writing superman while dan jurgens was writing action comics (laughs) And so not only did he, he literally must have been writing this movie while he was still writing Superman, yeah. but just the fact that he's writing the comics at the same time as Dan Jurgens, who was kind of the driving force behind the death of Superman in, in the comics. Obviously, Dan was one of about 10 creators who were all working together on the books at the time. Yeah. But it was Dan who came into the room with the idea for I Want a Big Physical Threat, and it was Dan who came into the room with a sketch of Doomsday. Mm-hmm.
1: This, is, this is pretty close, wasn't it? I mean, this, like, I'm... I yeah, know, I mean... I, I could literally Google an image of Juergen's, uh Doomsday, but, um,
0: like, I... They have I, the weird, like, under thing, which, uh, like, the, the horn that comes from essentially, like, the neck area, and it's, like, one big one instead of a bunch of small ones, which I think is... To me, it looks like the new 52 Doomsday with those big stupid ram horns that I hate. Yeah, I don't think that's what they were necessarily going for. I feel like yeah, hair, it was yeah. more just a thing of trying to simplify the animation in such a way that you know they could do.
1: Yeah, it was you know. pretty. It's pretty dead on. I mean, I'm looking at Jurgens. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think this is this is the. Uh, I think this is because obviously there's different versions, but yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is Jurgens' uh, thing, and they have the hair, uh, which I actually completely forgot about. Um just yeah. super weird. <laughs> Um which I, I find amusing that one scene that he actually uses the hair to uh, to pull him off the bridge, uh yeah. which is super fun. Um I, I that's I mean something they say. I think the fight sequences were um again with the animation style, like because it was a it was a drawn down animation style, wasn't like, right, you know, super yeah. over the top, like you know. I mean one of the problems is is I think with a lot of animation movies now is we expect, you know, Pixar um or you know it's like level of detail and you're like well you're not getting that (laughs) you're not getting that with most of these films and that's you know um or or it's like it's either pixar or rick and morty and there's almost no one in in the middle yeah (laughs) you know and it's like uh, vaguely sketched drawings you know probably 18 frames you know whatever but um and uh i i i liked the the fight sequences were quite good and usually usually that's one of the Areas where either it's like a frame rate issue, or it's a you know it's uh, a qu- the quality of just the motion is it's yeah. uh, and they 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 either dealt with that really well if, with the style of fighting that they did, or they or they just did it well in general. I mean, I, I, I don't know enough, but uh, but I, I must commend commend them on that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really liked the uh, uh, looking back at. Uh, at Superman Doomsday, mm-hmm. it was like a whole movie of two big, strong dudes just throwing uncoordinated haymakers at one another. Yeah. Uh, this one in the bonus features, they have like a, uh, I think it's Brazilian Jitsu master who helped them. I'm assuming helped them to choreograph the fights. He had yeah. some role in the film. He's in the, he's in the special features. Uh, and, and so, I think this was not only better choreographed and better animated than you're used to seeing with this. Uh, but I feel like as much as I felt like the, the doomsday fight in BVS could have been better. It definitely one was very good in terms of a, like a, a live action fight against a CG monster yeah. and, and be clearly the movie influenced Uh, big chunks of this uh, arguably as much as the comics did. I think it's really interesting to look at some of those choices that Tomasi made, Uh, particularly the giant spear thing that doomsday grows out of his arm at the end that we don't see him kill Superman with here like we did in the movie. But after they both collapsed to the ground. That spear thing is all covered in blood, so I think the implication is that. In the- well,
1: there's there's a shot of Superman um, on top of Doomsday, and his cape um, ha- clearly has a um, at least this way I read it has like the spear through his body. Okay, so it's it's very impl- it's it's just implied that it pierced uh, uh, that it pierced Superman, right? Uh, at least that's that's what i remember seeing um because i remember specifically looking and I mean, like oh shit did they actually do the same basically the same thing you know right with, with the same way because uh, once they once i saw him growing that out and i'm like oh shit that's that's what's gonna happen yeah um and then yeah and then the, the like the, a couple fra- a couple sh- uh, shots later then superman is uh implied dead and and uh um you know or dying and and the, the cape has a like a tent shape <laughs> <Yeah. behind
0: him. laughs> and and just in general, I mean, you didn't yeah. get the same level of brutality in that shot that you did in DBS, but like anybody who's watching this with kids, most of these DC animated things, they're PG 13 for like language. Yeah. And for the fact that people punch each other. Yeah. There is a lot of blood in this one.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, there's a, one of the things that happened in the comics is that doomsday like pounds his way out of the ground and gets up to the, you know, gets up to earth And one of the very first things we see is he basically like stands completely still and holds his hand out and a bird lands in his hand and he crushes it. Yeah. And you get, you don't get that scene in this, but you get variations on that scene a bunch of times where he like squishes something's head. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean,
1: he just killed, um, he also killed just a ton of random people. Like right. the the yeah. camping scene was pretty, <laughs> like implied brutal, and then also very like blood splatter brutal. Yeah. I think that was I think that was the bear's blood, or at least it was implied that it was the bear's blood. Yeah, um, I think so. Like there was like a young woman who was just drenched in blood, and then you know,
0: <laughs> and then they don't see her die can't. on camera, but very clearly she yeah she did yeah, yeah. which is
1: yeah. which is uh, I did I did like how they dealt with because I mean one thing I hate with. <laughs> most of these films. And actually it's one of the reasons I like, um, I know it's a lot of complaints about it. I was like, Oh, they brought, you know, doomsday out to this Island and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there was no one around. Like as much as I don't like the fact that, you know, basically it's, you know, kind of an excuse to not have, um, uh, you know, random casualties, which yeah. would happen in a, in a battle like this in a city. Um, but it's also, they only did it, I think they only did it once. I'm trying to remember another any, another scene. But the little the fucking idiot kid yeah. <laughs> on the um, on the on the uh on the bridge who goes to get his uh uh Game Boy. Nintendo, whatever Game Boy thing, and uh and Supes has to save him and obviously like ends up having to like it <laughs> kind of fucked up his like root, his fight sequence to have to do that again. And it's like every time one of those things happened in a movie, you're like Yeah, like I I know Superman has to save everybody, but like so often it ends up being the reason that, you know, the guy gets the punch in or whatever. And you're like, you could have saved 10,000 people as opposed to, you know, the next time the next fight sequence, literally that guy goes through a building and you're like, Oh, well 4,000 people died in that building collapsing, but don't worry. You saved
0: that little boy. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel like,
1: which I know I know they have to, it's Superman, you know, but it's still, it's just like, it's always like, oh,
0: God. It's funny, I had a note about that kid, because I think that the kid is a, uh, a riff on Mitch Anderson, I think his name is. There's a, in the Death of Superman comics, there's this, like, douchey teenager who, like, likes extreme anti-heroes, and who idolizes Guy Gardner. And at one point Superman has to save his family. And it's literally one of those things where doomsday like plows through this housing complex. And as Superman is flying to try and catch up to doomsday and he's got like, he's got a hand just next to his ankle. He has to go back and save this, this like idiot kid's family. Yeah. Uh, So I, I took the kid on the bridge to be a version of that like beat yeah. where you don't have to spend time developing Mitch and you don't have to. Cause like one of the things is that they, they didn't within the context of like the world they've been building with these animated movies. They've never introduced GBS, which is like the, the television network that's partnered with the, with the daily planet. Yeah. And that kid's whole introduction is wrapped up in cat grant, which is the black reporter who's friends with Lois in this movie. Yeah. Having her own TV show where she interviews Superman and blah, 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 blah. Uh, so I, I, I get exactly what you're talking about. I think that they were trying to approximate a beat from the comics there. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure that's what they were doing, but I kind of, I kind of feel like it. Uh, yeah. I, no, I, sorry.
1: I, the, the moment you brought up the tv thing i'm just like i have like i only have like a handful of notes on this because yeah. you know um but like a handful of it like literally the last note i make is worst videographer ever yeah yeah because <laughs> literally it was like one of the one of this last scenes in the movie he's looking up and he's like oh, like and he talks and he's holding his video camera and he's clearly recording i'm like god damn it you don't talk yeah <laughs> i mean also i mean the the just the number of times that she like, oh, let's run after this massive battle, because I'm like, this is not, this is clearly by the time you get halfway through this film, you sh- I think that even Lois Lane, as is, as stupid as so many times that she's portrayed as being, interacting with Superman and, you know, getting the story or whatever, um, which annoys me, because it's like, she's supposed to be an experienced reporter, and they treat her, you know, like an idiot. Yeah. Um, but uh, is the number of times that she like runs after and runs directly up to the hole where um, Doomsday and Superman are that is like glowing red and you're like that, that that's a really bad idea like yeah, I know yeah. that you it's your you know whatever person you care about and oh yeah she knows you know and and uh, but but that's that's a bad idea.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like you're a smart person. So don't it, it, your intelligence doesn't drop away because you're a reporter. Yeah. You want to get a shot.
0: <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm, I'm hit or miss on the characterization of both Lois and Clark in this yeah. one. Uh, not Clark as Superman. I think that Clark as Superman is right on point, And I think Jerry O'Connell is yeah. pretty much perfect. Uh, and actually I really like the casting of, Rebecca Romain as Lois. Yep. My problem with Lois is just that they, they give her this whole thing where in the first chunk of it, because they didn't really have time to establish what the status quo of the relationship is. Yep. So her thing about like, well, you better, you better tell me all your secrets before I leave you because you're, you're withholding too much feels naggy. And I don't think it's meant to meant to,
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, but similarly Clark's, kind of wishy-washy approach to that whole thing. And yeah. the fact that, you know, because he does not contest her point when she says, well, this this feels like lack of commitment. Yeah, It means, like, it, implicitly, it sounds, it seems like he's agreeing with her. He, uh,
1: he also, I mean, the way that they portray him as, as being completely and totally ignorant to how women are. I mean, Unless I, I, Superman is not, or Clark Kent is not, he's awkward. And maybe, you know, whatever, you know, he's, because obviously he's, he's, you know, fucking Superman. Um, yeah. But I've never seen him as, I don't know how to act around women, um, like nerdy, like, which is how they, they seem to kind of portray him a little bit in this. Yeah. Um, especially considering, you know, the the dinner with his parents are like, oh, your, your girlfriend there and your girlfriend, <laughs> your girlfriend there. Yeah. And like, or that was that girl or whatever. And I go, and I'm just like, you know, because I mean, it's also, it's like Superman, he's probably been an outcast to some level, but he's, he's not an, he, you know, there's no portrayal of Superman that I know of where he's an unattractive human being, (laughs) you know? And so it's, it's like he may be awkward around women to a certain extent because he's, you know, an alien. He doesn't, you know, there's, there's so many things, but he also grew up a human in high school where women probably fawned on him to some level just because, you know, I mean, at least in the, you know, different versions, he's either a football. Star. Yeah. I mean, he's like, he's a sports, You know, he has, ta- he has talents and abilities that mm-hmm. other people don't. And thus, those are the things that makes one popular in high school. It's not like, you know, he has like a a third leg or something like that that gives him his that's not his special power you know it's not (laughs) like oh if i if i you know get a little too uh you know a little horny or something i i light on fire or or i touch the person and they die you know like certain other characters (laughs) you know so but uh that that just seemed like it was like a little too much like if they toned it down by 20 percent it would have Mm -hmm. been like okay yeah awkwardness but not you know um not the full extent there but
0: it's funny because, of course, the uh, like one of the things that they did in this movie that they usually don't do in these movies, or at least not in the ones that I've watched, yep. is there was just a, a fuck ton of, of Easter eggs. Yeah, and, I could
1: see that. Yeah, I didn't know what most of them were, but I could see a lot. I yeah, be yeah, like, well, yeah, that's something.
0: <laughs> most of them I thought were really fun. Some of them felt like, okay, you didn't need to stop the story for that. Yeah. Um the scene you're talking about where his parents are talking about like his his ex girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Lori, the girl on the swim team who they brought up, uh, yeah. is Lori wow. Lamaris, who is a mermaid. Yeah. Because Silver Age comics. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Lex Corp sub that goes down to Atlantis to see the uh, what turns out to be Doomsday, the the, the uh, meteorite. Mm-hmm. Is captained by a guy called Hazelwood, okay. which is uh, I assume a reference to Doug Hazelwood, who was the anchor on Adventures of Superman during this time. Oh,
1: nice.
0: Let um, me think. What else? Uh, Carlin Heights is the housing development that he uh, that Doomsday slams through at one point. Carlin being Mike Carlin, the guy who was the group editor of the DC or of the Superman books at this time. And who also, by the way, is now an executive producer who works on these DC animated movies.
1: <laughs> well, then probably probably means something. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's a George Carlin reference,
0: then yeah. but <laughs> There's also, like, my favorite because it's so incredibly subtle and random. Mm-hmm. The scene where he goes to talk to his parents and expresses, like, his fears and his anxieties. He's wearing jeans and a tight black t shirt. Yeah. I feel like that's a callback to John Byrne's man of steel miniseries. Oh yeah. Where after the first time he has to use his powers in public, uh, he saves this like plane that Lois is on. Yeah. And he gets down on the ground and everybody's like running up to him and everybody is trying to like get his attention, get him to do something for them, whatever. Yeah. And there's like this famous scene that used to get reprinted fairly often where he goes home dressed in that outfit and like essentially sits on the bed in the guest room and cries to his dad. Like, I don't know what to do. They all wanted a piece of me. I can't live like this, which is how the Superman identity is created. Yeah. Uh, So a lot of the things that they, they do in here in terms of those dopey little Easter eggs are fun. I do agree with you that like, because of the wonky characterization of Clark, like civilian Clark, yeah, uh, the thing with the girlfriends is a miscalculation because it's like it just continues the thread of like civilian Clark being not what he needs to be for the story. Um,
1: yeah, I, I did. Um, I did find. I found the uh um the scene um where. I, I don't know. Are we, are we doing? I, I don't know if what what qualifies as spoilers or whether it matters on this. Uh, I, I mean, it I is released. Feel like but... it doesn't matter. I yeah. feel like oh, the okay, only yeah, people
0: yeah. who are listening to this are people who pretty <laughs> much already know what happens in the death of Superman.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, just the 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 scene in Ace of Clubs, um, where he just takes off his glasses and goes and kind of like looks at her like mm-hmm. kind of really, <laughs> like which yeah. is actually like that. It there's there's a couple scenes and uh, there's actually a bunch of uh, um. This, the, I, I think that if you're if you're a comic book fan, kind of, um, I mean, if you're a comic book fan in general, I think you'll enjoy this. But if you're a comic book fan, especially uh, like I am, which is uh, a comic book fan that has like a lot of problems with the, not, like yeah. not serious problems, but like kind of with the, like really, no one, no one knows what Clark looks like, and versus Superman with glass. Really, you know, I mean, like. I, I, you know, they make those jokes. They've made enough of those mm-hmm. jokes. But, uh, like, this was one, like, that scene where he just, like, takes off the glasses and just, like, really? And she goes, oh. And then later on, there's a joke. We're like, you covered story. You covered story yeah, for no. yourself. This is so unethical. Like, that that was like, my yes.
0: favorite line. Actually, I have a note about that. Uh, I thought Rosario Dawson totally nailed that line re- or No, that wasn't Rosario Dawson. That was uh, uh, Rebecca Remain. Uh, yeah. I, I, I thought Remain totally nailed that, that line read. That was my favorite line in the movie, I think. Yeah. This is is so unethical.
1: (laughs) It's actually something, it's something that's always pissed me off about the, about Spider-Man because it's like so long. So many people, like there's a ton of people that know who Mm -hmm. Spider-Man is and Peter, Peter Parker. And you go, wait, no, it's not even like, I don't know. Like, even there's a difference between because the only, basically the only thing that Spider-Man cover that Peter Parker covers is fucking Spider-Man. I know later on he gets into things, but like, you know, during the classic, you know, during the, uh, you know, late eighties, nineties run that I read, it was like, I don't remember him ever covering another fucking thing other than Spider-Man's battles. Um, And you're like, this is the most unethical, (laughs) like as a photojournalist, like it kills me because you know, there's not that many photojournalist characters. Actually, there's a ton of photojournalist characters. What am I talking about? But, <laughs> but they all kind of suck. Yeah. <laughs> like, it drives me nuts. Um, especially since one of them gets killed in Batman v Superman for being a fucking CIA agent. <laughs> 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 Which really bothers me. Um, but I... I, I <laughs> I love I, I, I really genuinely love that, that scene. Um, yeah. So but can we can we um I, I don't know if you had any more with that, but can we talk about is like I don't remember I mean I don't even remember Luther really at all in the Death of Superman.
0: No like That was uh, a major change and frankly it's okay. one that as a, in general across the board in this movie I didn't like. Is um, he
1: because he's not I don't remember Luther as a dick because that's, I remember him as a, as a criminal, you know, he's a criminal, he's a billionaire who I don't like in general, like billionaires, but like, he's so many things, but he is just a dick. Like that's, all yeah. that he kind of is in this film like going down to going into the his lab where he's hired all these intelligent people yeah. supposedly and he's just like, "Well, that's a the whatever rock. You should have known that. I can't believe. You know." And yeah, it's just yeah. like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, this is
0: like the this is the current like of a modern day characterization of Lex. Yeah. Like this is, Jeff Johns really, really likes this kind of portrayal of Lex. And since he has kind of shaped so much of the last 10 years of D- at DC, it's it's that's kind of a standard depiction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the original comics, Lex was kind of in the middle of a story here where he had essentially, he had cancer from his kryptonite ring. And so he cloned himself a younger body and transplanted his brain into it because comics yeah, and faked his own death. And then basically took over his family fortune as his own son who had yeah. like a full head of hair and a beard and an Australian accent. <laughs> yeah. And there's a, a wink and a nod to that in here when he's sneaking back in from going to the opera and his disguise is that long like mane of red hair and the beard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that's, that's what Lex actually looked like in the Death of Superman comics. Oh. But he was, uh, the way that he was depicted through most of the late 80s and early 90s comics, both as Lex and then uh, later on as Lex Jr. Yeah. Was that he, he was always too smart to get caught. So he was always doing stuff but he would mask it with like big public acts of charity. So that basically the general public consensus is that like Lex can't possibly be doing anything wrong. Cause look at all the things he does for the community. And, and so, well, I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, anyway, yeah. anyway. Yeah. But yeah.
0: <laughs> but, but in any event, the, the, that's part of the thing is that like, for me, I don't understand the need to make Luthor a major character in this story. Like Lex is a major character in basically every fucking story. And I don't know why we need to take a story where he was marginal and make his role bigger. Yeah. Uh, In, in Superman doomsday, the first time they did this, rather than having doomsday, just wake up in his little underground box and slam his way out they had a thing where Lex Corp was tunneling tunneling to the center of the earth and they found him and accidentally freed him. Yeah. And that kind of annoyed me, but like, I got it. Like, yeah. it, it was a practical way of just being like, oh, here's the reason. Uh, and then in, obviously in BVS, he like clones Doomsday using the corpse of General Zod. And I'm just like, I don't understand why everybody thinks Lex has to be involved with Doomsday. Like, yeah. it Doomsday is a p- incredibly straightforward concept, uh, and I do I mean, like. I, yeah, go ahead. I I, was just, I do like some of the stuff that they did with Lex, but I don't like his intervention in the in the like third act in the like where he dons the suit of armor and tries to fight Doomsday himself.
1: Yeah, I okay. yeah. I mean, I, I'm okay with the the. I mean, because I mean, clearly they're setting up a world here. Um, but, uh, um, but like, I'm okay with Lex, um, kind of in general and like what, like his machinations are. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> sorry. Kevin's
0: Machinations of Leonardo, Leonardo
1: will always be my, like Alec Baldwin will always be my Lex Luthor, even though I don't, which is actually kind of surprising. He hasn't done it, but yeah, right. Um, think he'd be a great voice for it. But, um, uh, but um, I, I like what they're doing with it. And I like kind of the, you know, the, like the redemption, of him like fake redempt re- basically redeeming yeah. himself and getting credit for it to some extent. But it was just like, it was <clears> just so over the top on his, like just me- I, I get his like weird, the, the weird obsession with, with Superman that he has. That's yeah. his, that's his character. Like that's, you know, you can, I don't think you can have that removed from him. Um, but just being complete total dicks to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it just bothered me so because it was just, it was like, wow, that, that was just me. And then I mean they did do a good job because every every character that he said something mean to was just like, really? Like I kind of had yeah. this like that was just uncalled for. Like, look, it wasn't like oh it wasn't subservience or anything like that, where like there was just like, wow, he's a f-
0: dick. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say I I I think that was I think Lex is the only part in this movie that was really miscast. I didn't like Rain Wilson as Lex, uh, I, and and part of it might honestly be that I just think he carries too much of Dwight Schrute with him. Yeah. Uh, to me, Lex, even when he was trying to be at his most menacing or condescending or whatever, yeah. Rain Wilson's line reads and his affect, he just felt so like wormy and smarmy and petulant i guess petulant is the big thing like even when he's when he's like talking about how all the things that he deserves and how superman has robbed him of like he didn't sound like a guy who used to own this city and has been knocked off of a pedestal he sounded like some spoiled rich kid who just thinks that the world owes him something
1: yeah
0: and and so to me it just that was the one piece of casting I thought was a a real miss for me and rewatching Superman Doomsday for an article. uh, Most of the voices in that animated movie were not great, but I will say James Marsters was their Lex. And I thought that he absolutely nailed it. So it was was really interesting kind of watching the two of them back. Yeah.
1: It's interesting because I mean, like I have a, He's, he's one of my few actors that I have a, I don't know why I hate him so much sort of thing. Like (laughs) it's not, I don't find, I don't blame him. I blame me (laughs) like those that, you know, those actors, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I hate you so much, but like I do, you know. I mean, like that's that's like thirty percent of my like hate for Pat Oswald. Like I don't really understand why I hate you so much. I just do. Yeah. Um, like I, I and I, I disliked him before I knew why I disliked him. The rest of the seventy percent, sort of thing. So yeah, like I I think I found reasons to dislike him. But like Dwight, uh, like I was Dwight, <laughs> um, <laughs> like. I I think it's because I don't like his character so much in, I don't like his type of character at all. Um, And it's not just the Dwight character. It's kind of any of those Napoleon Dynamite type characters. And, you know, who are just like, you know, I don't know, like supposed to be like, I don't know if they're supposed to be on the spectrum, you know, like they're playing some sort of like, oh, we're on the spectrum. And thus we must find, I I don't know what, you know, what they're going for there other than, you know, um, but, uh, because there's just so fucking many of them these days. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I get it. I get why, because I mean, people fucking love these characters for some unknown reason. I don't get it, but like, I actually didn't know. I didn't actually make the connection that it was him. Um, so, yeah. uh, the fact that I, I agree with you, <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm just basically going a very roundabout going, wow, I'm actually surprised that I didn't notice the, the name because or the, the voice. Cause I also agree with you that it wasn't it wasn't a good match. Yeah. Um, it could have been, I mean, I have nothing against him, you know, having a different role, but it just wasn't it was his portrayal of it was basically like he, he's one of those, one of those actors that like, i I don't think I've seen a role where he's not, Either playing that or a meaner version of that, or yeah. you know, I mean, like which again, I mean, Hey, it, it works for him. You know? Yeah, I mean, he's gotten a lot of roles and he does really well, and you know, I mean, whatever. But, um, but it wasn't I, that. That's it's such a curious casting choice. I mean, I guess if you, I guess it maybe it was one of those if you can get them, you can you got you get them um, right. sort of things. But I, I just, yeah, I mean, because there is literally anyone I think would, would, you know, there's so many, uh, any male actor yeah. might not have been able to do a better role, uh, who wasn't him because of who he is, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs>
0: uh, I will say just, this seems like a good time to comment on some of the other casting. Um, I really liked Rosaria Dawson as a wonder woman. I, I, mm-hmm. I, in general, I think she does good voice work. I've heard her do voice work a couple of other times, but she, uh, uh, not only does she do a solid job, but also in terms of storytelling, uh, because they went with the new 52 look Mm -hmm. and the kind of, they, they've adopted elements of that, that continuity. They decided apparently that Superman and wonder woman had dated. Yeah. And it's like, if you have to address that objectively terrible idea of them dating, uh, this is how to do it. in that kind of self deprecating, she's making fun of him kind of way.
1: Uh,
0: I I also really liked the casting of uh, Nathan Fillion for, for Green Lantern, which, of course, like he's done it before. This is not a new thing. Yeah. But he doesn't always do it. And the thing that strikes me as really interesting is that because they, they used Fillion, immediately Hal tilts over into, like, cocky. Yeah. Like, the first time they used him was for Green Lantern First Flight, which was the animated movie that came out to complement... The Green Lantern theatrical movie, yeah, and so it's interesting because making Hal cocky in this movie and giving him that kind of like, oh, I'm with the Green Lantern Corps, it's going to be fine because I'm here. <laughs> yeah. um, it it feels very much like '90s Guy Gardner, yeah, and then a lot of the like the like hardcore warrior woman thing that they've put into Wonder Woman, who used to be a lot. Like she used to be a lot less aggressive and a lot less like God of War type mm-hmm. uh, around the time that this comic in particular was made. And and so characterizing her in a more modern way and using Rosario for the role, it felt a little bit like Maxima who actually was like this warrior princess from another planet who ha- who was in love with Superman at one point and blah, 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 blah. And eventually like had to join the Justice League. yeah, And so, and of course, like, Bloodwind, who was in the Justice League at the time of Doomsday, actually was Martian Manhunter in disguise, and so basically Bloodwind's role was played by by Bloodwind. Uh, and so it was just this interesting thing where it's like they used the Big Seven Big Guns Justice League instead of using the characters who were actually the Justice League in the comic. Yeah, But they tweaked the characters ever so slightly in such a way that the Big Seven Justice League felt like the justice league from, from the doomsday comics, which is actually, it's, I thought it was a really interesting way of writing it. And I thought that the casting choices they made really helped bolster the, the way that they did that. Yeah.
1: I, I didn't even, I mean, it's weird. I didn't even connect. I mean, I, i'm familiar with the, <laughs> yeah. familiar with rosario dawson and nathan Fillion, and i didn't actually even make those connections that's uh it's actually that's really weird um <laughs> but uh but yeah no i i really i i really dug uh like i hope that they um i hope that they expand out wonder woman because i i like the way that she was portrayed on this um you know, it's it's just slightly different enough from from the movies that I, I you know, it's not just like an adaptation sort of thing, yeah. which is cool. Um, and obviously, they give they give her enough of a just with the back and forth with Superman and a couple of the other characters. Uh, they actually give give her enough of a kind of a world that she existed outside of this film, and you know, yeah, <laughs> and, which is which is which is hopeful because uh, you know, um, obviously, they build. Obviously, the you know post-credit scenes or whatever they're building, you know, the reign of Superman up. Uh, but uh, um, the the one thing, and, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was like that they they really with these type of films, they usually they, they don't usually make more than one with the same kind of the same cast and same plot. Right. Or have they, have it's it seems like it's been all over the place, but I, I haven't been following it. I think
0: because they make four of these a year now. Yeah. Uh, And so I think that what happens is that it's contingent on people's schedules Mm -hmm. Uh, in, in the case of most of the major characters, they have basically two or three people who they'll turn to depending on who's available and depending on the the individual script Uh, for the most part, they have like standalone movies and then they have movies that exist within their continuity. And you can't really tell which one is which unless you look really hard because the continuity is very loose. Uh, Most of the time, like Jason O'Mara who plays Batman in this movie has been playing Batman since 2005 or not 2005 uh, since 2012. I think when they did justice league war, which is an adaptation of the first arc of the new 52. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that in any of the in continuity uh, Batman or Justice League movies since then that anybody else has played the role obviously uh Kevin Conroy who voiced Batman on Batman the an animated series and on the Justice League show has come back and done a couple of movies but those movies were out of continuity like the killing joke and some stuff like that yeah so uh they they do have like a semi-regular cast, but I do feel like there are certain characters who get uh, recast pretty often. Uh, going back to Flashpoint, which was officially the start of this kind of run of interconnected movies, because prior to that, there was really a point of just making it these are standalone.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, back to, back when they did the Flashpoint Paradox, uh, they they cast Michael B. Jordan as Cyborg, and then. Michael B. Jordan blew up, and they pretty much immediately had to find Shamar Moore, who I think has been cyborg in all of the movies that actually used cyborg since then. I think they're probably setting up Rosario to be the star of... They're actually doing a Wonder Woman solo movie sometime in 2019. Uh, Like, the four movies they have coming out next year Yeah, is batman hush reign of the Superman, some fourth thing i'm not going to remember and then wonder woman uh in bloodlines i think which is probably dealing with the same themes that the current like the theatrical movie did in terms of like introducing the idea that she's related to zeus and all that kind of crap yeah. But the I there's been basically no announcements for any of the movies other than Reign of the Superman because Reign of the Superman, it's like, well, we know who's going to be voicing a bunch of those characters because Hank Henshaw and John Henry Irons and uh, the Eradicator-ish all made cameo appearances in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but like they, they haven't announced anything for Hush or for uh, Wonder Woman yet. And so I'm assuming that probably Rosario is wonder woman. Cause it, it would make so much sense to have her be wonder woman in like a solo movie. Uh, yeah. but yeah, uh, trying to think of, of what else I kind of, I have a lot of notes still left and, and a lot of them are, uh, a lot of them are just like, I want to just do like a whole row of nitpicks at the end of this, just so I can be like, these are the things that bugged me. Like they probably aren't actually bad filmmaking, but they just bugged me. Yeah. Uh, But before we do that, I got a couple of of things uh, that that I want to talk about. Um, I do think that the having the, in the comics, the, the fight ended in front of the daily planet. Yeah. And I think that having, having it in the hall of justice instead of in front of the planet speaks to the, the Cal first Superman that they have in these movies where uh, Clark is kind of an afterthought and everything is all about the superheroics.
1: Yeah.
0: And we, I've talked a lot about the fact that, that that's not my vision of Superman. And that's certainly not the Superman that existed in the death of Superman storyline in the comics. Yeah, no. uh, I do understand why in other media, Cal first Superman is popular because obviously it's difficult to, uh, it's difficult to find time for Clark stories. Yeah. But I do, I I feel like there's, there's like a a metaphor there for the fact that these movies are so wishy washy about how they deal with Clark. And then this particular thing, the biggest moment of Superman's career essentially happens in the hall of justice instead of in front of the daily planet.
1: Yeah, no. And I mean, especially considering, I mean, with this, I I wish that they would have, I, I, in general, I don't like. In general, I don't like the the love story shit because I don't know who it's speaking to. Like, um, I mean, like I don't know if they're trying to be like, well, women like this and whatever, and like uh, women that are watching comic book stuff aren't caring too much about this, you know? And like, so I never know who this this is written for, other than just well, this is what you write in films and you have the man and the female and they're interacting and they're having relationship problems and that, that causes whatever. And it's just like, no, they're journalists. Um, Have some journalist stuff that would cause issues or cause things and other conflict that you could have Clark be Clark and, and whatever. Because I mean, honestly, it, it just kind of weakened to me, it weakens the superhero, um, aspect of superman when he's like i don't know (laughs) i don't know how to talk to women yeah (laughs) and you're like well you have one of the most powerful one of the most amazing powerful women like human women um in this world uh as your girlfriend and uh i don't believe you would have gotten lois lane as as a girlfriend if you were like I don't know how to talk to the women, (laughs) you know, I mean, I also, again, like I said before, I'm like, I also just don't believe that Superman Clark Clark Kent doesn't know how to talk to women,
0: (laughs) you know, you know, so, but, uh, no, I I don't disagree with that. I also (laughs) think that, um, uh, having Lois, like the, the lowest element at the end, there's, there's some good stuff and some bad stuff all mixed up. Um, I I love Lois throwing the rocks at doomsday as an act of defiance when everything seems hopeless. Yeah. But I hate the way that it was framed where after like two rocks, she just gives up and stands there like it's suicide. Yeah. Uh, And I don't think that's what the writing meant to imply. I think it was just a miscommunication of the,
1: I I think it was a depth issue um, because it looked like he was, uh, doomsday was either closer to her than she than he actually was because it also like the i actually the one, one note i have from that now that i actually understand what the note was about uh, <laughs> because literally the note was just um i think something like she would have died <laughs> or, yeah it was that bla the blast of that would that blast of that punch probably would have killed her yeah um that's that's what i was talking about like that scene because i was like I know what he's going to do and I know what running move and what, you know, how how he's going to do things. And like, she gets blown back and Huge stones are being blown back. And you're like, no, I get her. Like, that's a, it's a great scene, but like, just literally the, like the animation, uh, like not even the animation, just the depth on it is, is wrong. Like she should have been like 200 feet back basically because you know, if she's that close to Doomsday, I mean, basically she's yeah. dead. Um, not not because just being in a vicinity of him is, yeah. is deadly, but be, because Superman has to punch him or attack him with enough force to cause a shockwave and yeah, I don't know, but, but yeah, but that, but yeah, that's, I a, that's kind of a continual thing in this. Like she gets blown back or, you know, or Jimmy gets blown back so many fucking times that like, yeah, yeah that, 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 I mean, it's one of those problems when you read too much about what actual explosions do to people. Yeah. And then that, those things in movies stop being fun because you're like, yeah, no, you can be wearing a bullpen vest or whatever, but your organs still yeah. don't. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs>
0: I, I do like the, the tweak to Doomsday's cause of death just because they by doing it the way they did instead of just having them, because it, it played to the strength of film. Mm-hmm. Me, because when you're doing this, this final issue that's all splash pages, the way that they structured the fight and the idea of the two kind of colliding together at the end yeah. makes sense because it's a very intimate shot. Uh, in live action, I don't think that would have looked as good. Yeah. Or in in sorry in in motion, I don't think that yeah, would have yeah. looked as good. And so I do like the the tweak to Doomsday's cause of death. Uh, comic book nerds will probably point out that it doesn't make any sense because Doomsday doesn't actually have bones, <laughs> uh, so you can't oh. snap his neck like that. But yeah. You know. yeah. Um. I I also I, I I will say I do not like the addition of the BVS spear claw. And I do not like the addition of heat vision on doomsday. Like this is a thing that they've been doing in the comics and that they have been doing in the movies and everything else. And yeah. I get that like, okay, he's Kryptonian. So we're going to give him heat vision. Yeah. But like doomsday is already formidable enough without the heat vision and yeah, yeah. giving <laughs> it like, hap- that was one of the things that Superman was able to do in the first fight that made a real den. Yeah. And also, I do feel like it's it's a weird choice because they debut it really early in the movie and then Doomsday doesn't use it again. Like, he uses it that one time and then he doesn't use it again for a really long time. And then the next time we see it is during Lex's intervention when it looks like yeah. Lex might actually get the upper hand and then Doomsday heat visions him. Yeah. And all I could think was that that's, you know, five minutes from the end of the movie. It's in a really, like big actions like if you're gonna have heat vision doomsday debuting it there would have been really cool
1: yeah and yeah.
0: debuting it where they did earlier in the movie just felt pointless because it's a thing that i didn't like already and then like they introduce it and they do nothing with it yeah for an hour and,
1: and it would also at least feed to the because i mean his his uh you know the bones grow and he yeah. certainly kind of has that um I'm trying to remember whether it was as much uh, as much that way in the comics originally, but um, it, you know, in the movie, basically the more that he, it, the problem is, is the more they blast him with things he gets bigger and yeah. you know, whatever it's that sort yeah, of thing. It's- so there's like a little, if it would have been better if there was a little bit of that, my, my big problem, my big problem with uh, uh, the doomsday is that he literally never looked like he was being beaten right. um, until the, literally the end, even in the movie, he was like staggering, struggling. And, and like, you know, uh, Diana's um, uh, rope uh, la- or lasso um, mm-hmm. holds up to him and is, is clearly doing something, you know, is, is, yeah. is struggling with him. And, and so like, and the fact that Soup's is so, just so beaten down at the end that, You know that this that scene when Lois is standing there is literally pure desperation, and he has that one punch. If it doesn't work, then it everything is lost. It definitely builds to that, Mm -hmm. and he's just standing there like it was an hour ago in the movie, you know, and like oh, it's just like yeah, no, I took on the bear, and that was that was that was fine, and (laughs) no, but it's like but because that was something I was kind of looking for. Like, there's no. Like I, I distinctly remember, I'm like, gonna have to go back and look. Um, but you know, I mean, like I distinctly remember, um, you know, Doomsday towards the end right. has been beaten a little bit.
0: You know, yeah. at least yeah, you know, I know what you it's mean.
1: not it's not like he's you know oh well clearly just one more punch. You know, it's like right. you just push him over like a feather. But he has been affected in this. It doesn't look like he's been affected at all. Yeah, and Superman is basically. <laughs> Like yeah. he's got, he's done. You know, which, I mean, I think Lex could take him out with a punch. You know, which is you know. funny
0: because it's one of those things that they did really well in the comics. Yeah, they they really did have Doomsday be basically invincible up until the lat until Superman seventy five. Yeah, and then in Superman seventy five, like he really pours on some heat vision at one point, and he finally manages to break one of the like bony protrusions that sticks out of Doomsday, and yeah. like breaks it that hurts him yeah. and then like that's like the moment that the tide turns and superman's like wait okay he's actually hurt now yeah and uh,
1: that, i think that was the thing is that literally they would have just been like a, a, one of the bones would have been broken or something like that in a punch or something um but like i mean it was literally like it, superman seemed to have just as much effect as as uh, uh wonder woman or guy had or not guy uh, you know hal. Uh, or is that yeah it's Hal. Uh, hal had and you know, I mean, in Superman is Superman, especially in this storyline, even more so than any other storyline. Superman is the different, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, um, and uh, and that was that was like kind of like it was one of those things where like, you know, I, I give this like an eighty-five out of a hundred. Like that would have been like that. I would have it like a, a, a mid nineties. <laughs> you yeah. know, it would have made an A if um, if it had just literally been like. Because I, I I never like that in in uh, whether it be in comics or whether it be in movies or whatever mm. where well they're not beating this guy at all in any way shape and form oh but the love punch yeah, <laughs> which yeah. always has to happen It's like inspired by the love of some other person
0: I mean it worked just, in Back to the Future
1: <laughs> true 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 uh, but it, but it's you know but it's but it's it's just irritate it's yeah no, of, I know, it's I know. Like, uh, I don't i don't and i don't think that they they meant it like too it's just like it, there's no implication there that that they they meant that um i mean this is this is i think for me this is getting into uh a, it's at least on the edge of you know nitpicking yeah uh, i because, mean because again it's you know there's,
0: there's a lot of things i think they do uh,
1: portray he he starts in the um full body costume thing i don't know what what, what it's called but um it, you know in the his what's that his his
0: like containment suit. Yeah, his containment suit. Um,
1: yeah, which I, 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 I hate.
0: Tears away, but I hate like the weird new gods look of it, where it's it's like it's got unnecessary details all over the place and all that kind of. Uh, yeah, I, I like that they use the green suit. I kind of don't like the design for the green suit. Just it, it's ugly. Uh, and in in the comics it was boring, but it wasn't ugly.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I also kind of wish like if you're gonna do the containment suit. Uh, I feel like not going with the hands tied doomsday thing is a a missed opportunity where it's like they had the thing where he had one hand behind his back for the first third of the story or whatever. And then they, they they have that like moment where the justice league teams up and all blasts him with the best of their, and all they do is knock his other hand free. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just such a cool beat. And I feel like every now and again, you look at these things and you're like, how did you not just adapt that beat? Like it didn't, it wouldn't cost you anything.
1: Yeah. Uh, similarly it it does does feel like sometimes and and i'm and i'm curious on whether they they might do it purposely whether with these adaptions whether um you know you read it once and then you decide specifically not to adapt certain thing and be like no i want to do that which i again totally respect and one of the problems with being you know like this being for both of us obviously uh like one of the defining storylines of of our enjoyment of any entertainment whatsoever, but especially specifically comic books. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to separate us yeah. from that. It'd be interesting to talk to the, you know, talk to the writers and, and the director and be like, was that a conscious choice to not do that? Or did you just forget about like, what was the, what was the, what was the decision making there? Um, because I completely, totally respect people yeah. not, you know, sticking with the original source material because, you do want to make it your own. Otherwise yeah. it's like, well, why don't we just let JK Rowling direct the films and, you know, and we can just make
0: Harry Potter that way, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and again, like for me, it's mostly just a matter of, yeah, no, I'm, no, I'm no, always no, confused yeah, yeah. when it's like, when that it's like, a, yeah. that was a really like, or, you know, the big thing, which I've talked about before, but uh, the visual that they had in the months leading up to doomsday of doomsday's arm slamming against the, the wall, as he tries to break out and then finally just before the story starts, he punches through the wall and breaks free. Yeah. I was always like, man, that's like, it's, it's in a comic, but it's done in such a cinematic way. I'm shocked. Yeah. Nobody's ever done it. And then yeah. they, they finally did it in uh, Krypton, yeah. but well, I haven't seen that part yet, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm, um, behind.
1: I'm way behind on that.
0: But, but the, uh, okay. So, uh, let's see, what was the other thing? Oh, the other, uh, the other thing I was going to say in terms of missed opportunities like that is when when you relocate from the Daily Planet to the Hall of Justice for whatever reason that they did it, they missed the opportunity to do anything cool with the Hall of Justice in terms of, like, give them a better... Like, if you're going to go to the Hall yeah. of Justice where, like, the Justice League trophy room is, give them a better yeah. background than the front lawn. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like, what was the point of relocating the fight? to a visually interesting place and then literally just having them fight in the grass anyway. Uh, um, budget, I think. Yeah, I'm sure it was, <laughs> but then it, it, like, yeah. again, it just begs the question, like in that case, why did you bother relocating? Cause you could have stayed in the city, which you've been doing for the whole movie and just reuse some of the animation. Yeah. Uh, but, uh,
1: and literally, I mean, one of those things is too, is just like, and literally, i I, I, again i think i I, I, the more and more we talk about it the more and more i think that they purpose that the people must have purposely chose to do different things oh it's very possible Um, Uh, i mean not like not just like oh i think that this is a better idea it's like no we're not going to do because because i mean also i mean like they certainly i mean they have the flat you know they have the superman cape image you mm -hmm. know the iconic image and uh but it's not 100% you know, and it's yeah. not like Soup's is there, and Lois isn't in the same thing. I mean, personally, obviously, if it was probably either of us, we probably would have been. We would literally have just been like, okay, Dan, so you want to write the, write the script for this, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and we'll just copy the frames as 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 was drawn. Um, but um, uh, which I'd still love to see, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, like, like personally I would have, and you know, you end with that scene, yeah. you know, that, that iconic image. Um, I mean, I, I don't even know if I jump to the uh, jump to the funeral um, yeah. at all, because I feel like that's, again, that's a different film. I mean, to me, it's a, another comic. It's another book. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I suspect that what it is, is that the reign of the Superman is going to be more densely packed than this one. So mm-hmm. they needed to get through elements of funeral for a friend so that they could set up what they're doing next. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, talking about things that were changed, you know, the things that the writers changed on purpose. Uh, the other major point I wanted to talk about before I just go down my like list. Oh, <laughs> little nitpicks is, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the president at the funeral yeah. and they have a fake president, uh, which is interesting mostly because in the original comics, the eulogy was delivered by Bill and Hillary Clinton. And at the time these comics were written, the Clintons were not yet elected or inaugurated. Uh, But the feeling on the part of Louise Simonson and John Bogdanov, who were doing Superman, the man of steel at the time is that the Clintons represented like hope for the future, getting us out of 12 years of Reaganomics. (laughs) Yeah. And, so it's it strikes me as a very intentional decision. Yeah. To I mean obviously you weren't going to be you weren't going to do it with the Clintons cuz the movie's not set in the 90s. Yeah. But it it strikes me as a very interesting decision to intentionally go with a fake president because obviously there's no universe where Donald Trump stands for hope in anything. Yeah. Uh so that that was a thing that I liked, and it was just such a. Uh, it felt to me like an obviously kind of, yeah. intentional and possibly even subversive change that I, I really dug it. Wow, I totally
1: forgot that.
0: Wow, I, I just totally forgot that it was it, it was actually Bill Clinton. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, and it was a uh, in, in, in the this it was a it was a white dude, wasn't it? No, it was
0: a it, it was, was a it was. it was a black guy, but he was like not. Specifically, was, not Obama. Yeah, specifically not uh, Obama. He okay. had like a shaven head and a goatee. Oh, Okay,
1: I, I was just mixing up with the the mayor early in the film. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Which is which is nice to have all
1: the all, basically all the politicians in the film be African Americans, yeah. but.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, let me. Uh, un- unless you have any final thoughts, I'll run down some some kind of fun things that. Uh,
1: oh no! Go for it! Go for it!
0: Uh, okay. So throughout the course of this movie, they incorporated various elements. Uh when Ugly Manheim and the Inner Gang folks had their stuff taken away from them, they bring it to Star Labs and John Henry Irons is there. And just before the meteorite strikes, you're up there at the uh the USS Excalibur. And the crew of the Excalibur gets torn out by the the, the asteroid. And uh you see Jorel as like his hologram self announcing essentially that he's going to be there to protect the sanctity of Kryptonian life or whatever. Yeah. And so I, I, really like the idea of incorporating doomsday's origin into Hank Henshaw's and Jor-El into the eradicator and introducing John Henry Irons here. Uh, because in terms of storytelling economy, it's really clever. Like you don't have time in an 85 minute movie to go back and explain where these properties came from and so making minor but sensible tweaks to them so that the movie works I really yeah. like uh I do like the purist in me is annoyed just by the fact that I love adventures of superman 466 which is the story where uh the excalibur crashes and uh Hank Henshaw essentially dies for the first time before he comes back as the cyborg and uh the, the I I I would love to see one of these animated movies just do Adventures four sixty-six and just do like, okay, we're gonna do essentially this horrible, horrible riff on Fantastic Four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. let me think. The uh I, I liked as as a connoisseur of 90s Superman, I liked seeing characters who were so key to the Superman mythology at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Kitty Faulkner was in this. Dabney Donovans in it. Uh, John Henry Irons, Cat Grant. I like the fact that they reinvented Cat Grant as a black woman because why not? Yeah. Like you, you really don't need her to be anything.
1: I don't know. Some people on the internet say,
0: "Oh yeah, right." <laughs> All those Cat Grant fans who obviously cared about her before this movie came out. Yeah, yeah, and are very, yeah.
1: very angry that now she's a uh, anyway. Yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> But, uh, the, the big, like, oh, I I liked the, uh, there, there was a reference to Superman the movie in this, uh, (laughs) where Superman starts to totter by the chopper and Lois holds him up and says, I've got you. And he goes, but who's got you? Yeah. Which is from when he saves the helicopter in Superman, the movie.
1: Oh, sure.
0: Uh, but, uh, the the big thing. Oh, and I do I do like the fact that they used personal electronics, which didn't exist in nineteen ninety two in the way that they do now, to condense basically funeral for a friend into this like thirty second montage at the end of the movie. I yeah. thought that was a cool use of it. Uh, I also think that instead of having the giant superhero funeral cortege uh, using quote unquote real heroes and having the the pallbearers be like firefighters and military and cops or whatever it was. Uh, It's like, okay, good. Like, you know, Uh, I like the music that they had in this movie because it was uh, very evocative of the justice league and justice league United cartoons, uh, which was something that very much like in the justice league movie where you use the Williams fanfare to reintroduce Superman. And it's really emotionally effective because people have a connection to it. Yeah. Using I don't know if it actually was the justice league music or if it was just evocative of it, but using that very familiar music brings people to an emotional and a visceral place that you can't with the kind of generic scoring that they did in Superman doomsday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the last like nitpick that I want to bring up because this one feels more like a continuity thing than, uh, like all these other little observations are just little observations. They're very personal to me. Yeah. Um, in in the comics because of the fact that they had like the, the Justice League of C-listers there's always been people who object and are like well what the hell was Batman doing during the whole Doomsday fight why wasn't he there what was Wonder Woman doing blah 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 yeah and it never really bothered me because it's like it's a bunch of C-listers and the whole fight took place over the course of maybe a couple of hours and like most people wouldn't have been able to get there and whatever yeah Uh. however in this movie, I actually kind of have a beef because <laughs> you have a speedster. So Flash could have gotten anyone there. Yeah. Like Flash could have run to the Fortress of Solitude and gotten a Phantom Zone project- projector so they could just get rid of Doomsday altogether. <laughs> uh, you have Batman there who has his whole like, family of allies who are well established in this movie. In fact, Robin is in this movie. Yeah. Uh, you have Wonder Woman who has the Amazons and Aquaman who has the Atlantean army, which we saw in this movie and we saw him commanding them. Yeah. (laughs) And then you have Hal Jordan who makes a big deal about how he's a member of the green lantern Corps rather than just being green lantern, which implies that he could have summoned other green lanterns to come help this essentially walking, talking extinction level event. And, and so it's this weird thing where I'm like, when it was the like shitty bargain bin Justice League, and everybody's like, "Well, what was Batman doing the whole time?" I didn't really care, like it didn't. Yeah. But like now, watching it with Batman and Wonder Woman and Aquaman and and Green Lantern, I'm just like, "Wait, all of these people have armies to call on." Yeah, <laughs> why? Why are we alone? <laughs> yeah, and literally only
1: Wonder. I think Wonder Woman was kind of knocked out, right? She was she was relatively. Kind of yeah, out of it, at least right off the bat wonder but Roman everyone else like i don't remember like batman was was i think probably knocked up knocked up but he wasn't like destroyed the flash the, the, i don't remember he was punched really hard but
0: yeah they, they everybody got tossed through buildings pretty much uh yeah. the the one who was really fucked up was well wonder woman basically has a concussion yeah. because she was the one who like he just doomsday just pounded on her while she was unconscious for a yeah. while yeah uh, but the one who was really messed up was Cyborg, who Doomsday yeah. essentially pulled apart. Yeah. And I think actually that was the thing is that in order to save Cyborg's life, Batman had to take him back to Star Labs. Yeah, uh, which is actually again kind of a wink and a nod to stuff from the comics where Maxima got a con- got a concussion at one point and had to be out of the fight, and uh, Blue Beetle was so badly injured that ice had to leave the fight in order to bring ice or in order to bring blue beetle to a hospital. Otherwise he wasn't going to make it. Yeah. So I, I feel like what they did is they tried to use the framework of the doomsday story. And some of the things with the, like the justice league of also rams mm-hmm. to inspire what they could do in this to answer some of the questions of like, well, how come, you know, why wouldn't the big seven justice league do better? Uh yeah. And I, in general, like, the, the like, the, like, fan in me would rather have seen, like, the quote-unquote real Justice League from this story. Yeah. Uh, but I understand, you know, like, you would have had to spend time introducing these six characters that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. And whereas, because this is a shared continuity, and there's been, like, three or four Justice League movies in the last five years. Yeah. There's a Justice League. Just fucking use it. Yeah. Uh, And, and, but so I do, it's, it's that weird thing of, uh, I kind of like the way that they incorporated elements of the original doomsday story and just kind of tweaked who was involved to accommodate the needs of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do think that the, the, the one and only place where my suspension of disbelief fails is that all these people who have like armies at their disposal, never call anybody except Superman for help. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty much on board with you. I'd give it, like, a I'm probably not quite an 85, like 80, maybe. Um, I, I, it was definitely much better than I expected it to be. I, I always go into these things with, with relatively low expectations. Uh, yeah,
1: I'm trying, partly, to remember which, I'm trying to remember which one I first saw, and this was, like, a while back, um, and it was
0: just not good at all (laughs) a lot of a lot of the early ones were not great because they were really struggling to find how to do like they wanted to do these big epic stories and they were always struggling how to do them in 70 minutes uh that's another thing is that i don't know if in general they have they have expanded or if it's this movie in particular but the fact that this had an 85 minute runtime really helped it uh, because all of the things that they were kind of sticking in there and all these little like divergences and digressions and Easter eggs and things didn't feel like a waste of time yeah. because the movie was 15 minutes longer than like most of these things are. Yeah. Yeah. No, that certainly helps. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I, but yeah, I, I always go into these things with pretty low expectations. Uh, A lot of the time I find myself pleasantly surprised because I usually don't read the ones that I that that aren't based on a comic I actually care about yeah or, yeah. or watch the ones, excuse me. Like a lot of these I'll watch just enough of it to get a sense for it for work, but I, I won't actually like, I won't do a review because it's like, Oh, I watched half an hour of this so I could prep for an interview. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So I w- I would say if you like comics, you're going to enjoy this provided you don't want it to be, Super true to the, yeah. I you know predictably in the comments threads and articles I've been writing this week. There's all kinds of people who are just like, I can't believe that they changed the Justice League, and I'm just sitting here going, I, uh, like I, <laughs> I, there are hills to die on, and then then there's just not, and I don't yeah. understand, you know, and 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 it also a lot of the time it comes back to this thing of like you know, when people had a shit fit because like the fantastic four where the, the human torch was black and the fantastic four, I'm yeah. sitting here going fantastic four was a book that was selling like 20,000 copies at the time. Yeah. I saw way more, tw- more than 20,000 people bitching and moaning about it on the internet. So at some point it's just like, you don't, you don't care about this character. You couldn't tell me five things about this character. Shut up. Um, and I kind of feel that way about like the people there's most of the nitpicks where people are like, Oh, but it needs to be X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, it doesn't like, this is my favorite comic. I've read this probably 200 times. Yeah. And I can understand that it's a fucking movie and some things need to change. Yeah. You know? Or just, it, it's, it's a comic book and things have changed. I mean, yeah.
1: you know I mean? Like there's, there's a ton of, there's a ton of, you know I mean? Like, I mean, what, it's also, it's a, it's a comic book. Like it's literally in a, in a surreal world where, where different dimensions exist and things like that. I mean, like just, just, just take a breather. And as we have said on almost every single comic book movie we've ever fucking reviewed, um, just wait a couple of years. You'll probably get what you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> or, or if you're angry because um, this it not exactly like the film that you, that is out that you liked, you already got what you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you like, you, you like the, the Superman of the eighties. Hey, guess what? You got what? Four films. <laughs> like, yeah, um, yeah no, I, I, I like the Superman that's, that's around right now. And uh, I've only gotten, well, I guess three. <laughs> I, I don't really
0: like to talk about the last one. <laughs> it's really like one and a half when you can say Yeah, I know. He <laughs> didn't, he didn't really get featured that heavily in BVS or Justice yeah. League. <laughs> but, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, thanks for listening to the Emerald City Video Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at ECV underscore podcast. You can follow Zach at ZD Roberts or me at Russ Burlingame. Yep. And you can find all of those things on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram. Uh, on Instagram. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you should do that. Rate, review, like, share, subscribe the, to the show. Uh, if you want to uh, support the show, you can become a patron of the Emerald City Video Podcast at patron uh, or at EmeraldCityVideo.podbean.com/slash/patron. And uh, we've we've got some cool stuff coming up for people who back the show.
1: Uh-huh. Yes, we do.
0: That, that's really it for tonight. I hope that you enjoyed the episode. Uh, check out the movie because it is worth watching for, I would say, 80% of our audience. Yeah. Remember to check back here uh, by noon on the fifth day, and we'll have more for you soon.